Everybody say praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say you look really good in the house of the Lord. Ah, we're glad everybody's here tonight. I'm happy to be here tonight. I love church. I love to have church when I come to church. Somebody asked me one time, why do you folks always go into church? I said, because we have church when we get to church. If we had dead church, we wouldn't want to be here, but we're not having dead church. We're having a move of God. God's working in our lives. Amen, 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 amen. God set an order in creation. The Spirit moved, the voice of God spoke, and then things began to happen. Sun shine, the moon shine, clouds begin to form, all kinds of stuff begin to happen at the word of God going forth. Amen. So we're happy to be back tonight again. We want to say we love Brother Sister Green and their family and uh, getting to know them more all the time and appreciate them more. Been praying for him this season that he is going through. Everybody see, say a season. It's not a lifestyle, it's a season. Amen. He's going through something, and uh, we don't ask for these things. We don't look for them, but sometimes we go through seasons in our life. And you look back on your life, you can see places where you went through a place in time, a season, and it wasn't maybe good, but I'll tell you what, there's times when things good come out of seasons like this. God works in seasons like this that we can't see any other way. And so we're praying with him, for him, for his healing, and for God to have his perfect work in his life. Amen? Good again to see Brother and Sister Stephen this morning. We love them, appreciate them very much. Always have respected them and uh, their work for God. And all the other ministry that's here, we, we respect you, we honor you, and everybody down to the commode cleaners and the floor sweepers. Church don't go on with just the speaker. Amen? It's important that you have everybody. And I've thought about this. We are a body. We are a body. And uh, there's every part of the body is maybe not as appealing as other parts. And you you got toes that may not look as good as some other parts on your body, but you lose them, you realize how important they were. And so we thank God for everybody, every contribution, everything you do toward moving the kingdom forward. And the kingdom is moving forward. The kingdom is moving forward. The church is growing. The sun never goes down on the body of Christ all around the world. I love Sundays. You know what I love about Sunday? I may be a little weird, but I get to thinking about it. When it's 1 o'clock around on the other side of the world, or whether it's 1 o'clock here, somewhere on the other side of the world, it's 10 o'clock, and the sun's shining, the wind's blowing, and they're just hitting the first note on the organ of the keyboard, and they're worshiping God. And when we get to 2 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock somewhere else, and the, and the time changes, and the moon and the stars and the sun moves. We're going from one time zone to another, and somebody's just keying up and getting the, the praise in God. Praise envelops the world on Sunday. It rolls around the globe from one side to another. 
on Sunday. Sunday is the day of praising and worshiping the mighty God of heaven. Yeah, let's give him a hand praise all over the building in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Lord bless you. In the book of Luke, the book of Luke, I enjoyed being with you this morning, the Word of God, and seeing what God was doing in lives. God is still healing. God is still delivering. God is still working mighty works. There's miracles taking place. We hear about them all the time. We just recently had the East Texas Revival Conference, and sometimes it takes a week or so afterward for the word to get back and for people to discover what God has done. But we had a gentleman in that service that had had a stroke, and one side of his body was partially paralyzed, and he could not lift his left arm, but during that revival conference, he came to the front and began to seek God, and before it was over with, he was lifting that arm up and praising God with it. I'm just telling somebody, God's still able. God's still doing it. I said, God's still doing it, amen, and we're going to praise God for it before it ever happens, and then we're going to really praise God after it happens, praise God. We don't know what all God might have done in this service this morning. I'm telling you, I, I've been in places before where we would have prayer and things would be going on and you don't notice it, but the next day you get up and you realize that pain I had is not there anymore. These things need to be reported so we can praise God, so we can rejoice over them, amen? The book of Luke, fifth chapter, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural, for a draught. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net, singular. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship, and they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not. From hence thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. I want to preach on this thought, nevertheless. Nevertheless. Lord bless you. You can be seated. There are words in the Word of God that have great power. We don't always recognize them as such. We may not teach them as such. But I'm just going to tell you something. There's, there's times when one singular word 
can have an effect and it can move God and God can move whatever's happening in your life. When the Lord came to the disciples on this day, he came and their ships were there by the seaside and you know, sometimes we have a public sermon and then we have a private lesson that's involved in it. I don't know exactly what Jesus taught on this day. I don't know what subject it was that he was expounding on, but it was so interesting to people that they were pressing on him to the point they were about to push him into the lake. And so he decided, I need to use one of these ships. And he looked around and saw those two ships, and he just went ahead and got over in the ship. And then he turned and asked Simon, can I use your boat? I don't know if anybody else ever noticed this before, but it hit me the other day. He went ahead and got in the boat, and then he turned and asked, can I use your boat? Anybody but me ever received the Holy Ghost and learned to hear and recognize the voice of God? And then as you heard it and recognized it for what it was, you realized, I've heard this voice before. I heard it when I was a young man. I heard it when I was a teenager. I heard it when I was a young married person at 20 years of age. I didn't know who it was that was talking to me, but I knew somebody was talking to me. And then when I received the Holy Ghost and I began to learn more about God and I began to recognize the voice of God, I realized God's been talking to me a long time. I just didn't know who was doing the talking. Some of you probably have instances in your life the same way. There, there were points in your life where Jesus said something or where something was transferred to your understanding that you didn't have before. And all of a sudden, uh, as you got older and you learned more about it, you realized God was talking to me as a 12-year-old child. God was talking to me as a 14-year-old young man. God was leading me when I was only 18. I wasn't trying to follow him. I wasn't looking for him. I was not questioning him, but he was talking to me nevertheless. And so when he re-stepped re over into the boat and turned to Simon and said, Simon, can I use your boat? I imagine old Simon saying, well, dude, you're already in it. Now you're asking, can you use it? Sure, go ahead. So they pushed out from the bank. And again, I don't know what it was that Jesus said. He just, he began to teach them out of the boat. And he had room between him and the, the crowd so that they couldn't push him off on the water. And I don't know how long he might have stayed there talking to them. But out of the bow of that ship, he gave them a lesson of some kind. And then when he is done with his lesson, he turned to Simon and said, Simon, let's go fishing. Simon, let's push out into the deep for some fish. You know... He came to them at a time of emptiness. He didn't come to them when they were successful. He came to them at an hour when they wasn't doing real good. I can imagine them on the bank cleaning out all the limbs and the leaves and the turtles and everything that might have got caught in their nets the night before. They'd been out all night long trying to catch a, a bunch of fish because they made a living by catching fish. And, and they were there and they were cleaning out their nets just trying to get them ready for a, another night when they would go back out and fish again. And so when he found them, they were very much at a time of emptiness. I'm I just going to tell somebody, God will not always come to you at your highest point. 
He won't always come to you when you're all full of yourself and you've had great success and you can brag about your accomplishments and you got badges or certificates or whatever on the wall showing that you did this or that or the other. Sometimes when God comes to you, he comes to you in a time when you hadn't been successful. You have not had great success in your life at all, maybe no success in your life at all. And so he came to them at an empty time, praise God. I don't know if you realize it or not, but there's a great blessing sometimes in being empty. God can't use you if you're all full of yourself. He can't use you if you're all successful in everything you have touched. I want you to know because you're going to look at him and say, I don't need you for this, but I'm just going to tell somebody when you get to a point of emptiness, when you get to a point where you realize I can't do this, you're right for God to get a hold of. You're right for God to get involved with. You're in a place where God can fill you up with the power of God and direct you and lead you, praise God. I can imagine these disciples thinking this hadn't turned out the way we had thought it would. Life hadn't gone the way we thought it would. Life hadn't happened the way we figured on it. I didn't, I didn't plan on this illness. I didn't plan on this, this disease. I didn't plan on this injury. I didn't plan on having this in my life. So there's a lot of little things that can take place in your life that you have not planned on, and it can bring about a spirit of disappointment. Matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what I'm preaching about tonight is how to break a spirit of disappointment. Disappointment is a powerful thing. Disappointment, life didn't turn out the way I wanted it. That marriage didn't go the way I thought it should. Everything hadn't turned out the way I wanted it to be. You might have prayed about it and it didn't turn out right. You might have thought you had it all planned out and it didn't turn out right. But I'm just going to tell you one thing. I've got a God that can take all of your failures and turn them around in the greatest success you've ever had in your life. I've got a God that can take your life when it seems like nothing's going right right and all of a sudden by change of attitude you can come into a place of blessing and fruition in the spirit and you can begin to walk in a place where God gives you favor and God puts your name in places you could not get it by yourself. I'm just telling somebody today you need to learn how to break the spirit of disappointment. Praise God. Thank you Lord. Let's lift our hands and love him a little bit in Jesus name. In the hour we're living, we have a lot of obstacles we've never faced before. We have things we've never, we've never planned on. We have things we've never dreamed about. We've never thought about COVID. We never thought about the variations. We never planned for the, the shot. Do we take it or do we not take it? What do we do? You're either in or you're out. What, how are we going to handle this? I'm just going to tell you something. David never trained to fight a giant. David never trained to fight a bear. 
David never trained to fight a lion. But these were things that came into his life unexpectedly. He didn't have time to train for them. But in that hour when it came, in that hour when it showed up suddenly, there was a power of God that was able to give him grace to overcome that. There was God. He trained to throw the sling. He trained on throwing rocks out of a leather uh, tool. But I'm just going to tell you, never dreamed he'd kill a bear with one. Never dreamed he'd kill a giant with one. That just, oh my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. God wants you to understand there will be things in life you did not plan for. But in that hour, if you will allow him, God will give you victory you didn't know how to get. God will give you victory you didn't plan for. God will give you victory you didn't pray about. There's something happening in the Holy Ghost in this hour. God's raising up a church that's going to show his glory. Praise God. Could you clap your hand to the Lord again in Jesus' name? The Lord said, Simon, let down your nets for a draw to fish. Nets, plural. Simon looked at the Lord and Brother Green, he said, Lord, now let, let, just understand, we're trying. We're not, it's not like we've been sitting at home idling. It's not like we have not been giving it our best effort. I want you to understand, we were on the bank cleaning out our nets. We didn't have any fish to clean. We didn't have anything, but it was not because we were idle. It wasn't because we're lazy. It was because we were not successful. He said, Lord, I just understand we've been at this all night long, and we're a little bit tired. What Simon was saying was, God, I want you to understand my heart's not all in this. Anybody ever felt like that? God's wanting me to do something and my heart's not all in it. You know what? I'm going to make a little note right here. Your heart don't have to be all in it. Obey God anyway. Your heart don't have to be. You may not be 100% involved in it, but if God's going this way, get involved with it anyway. You may be thinking, no, there's a better way to do that, but go ahead and get involved in what Jesus is doing. And so Peter said, Lord, I'm not going to throw out all the nets, but I will let down one net. I don't have enough faith right now. I don't have enough energy to go all out on this thing, but I will do a little bit of what you want me to do. And so he was one step away from the greatest miracle he's ever seen to that time. He was one step away from an epic uh, uh, pouring of God's power and manifestation of God's spirit. But he said, look, I'm tired. I'm give out. I've done everything I know to do. I've tried everything I know to try. But I will nevertheless at thy word I will let down one net. Praise God. Somebody in this building, you've had disappointment working because you've had failures. You've had things happen and you've said that this is not what I prayed about. This is not the way I wanted it to go. And then out of the blue, God says, how about going this way? How about trying this a while? How about just giving it a little effort this way? And you need to learn to say, God, I've tried. God, I've given it my heart. And I want you to know, I don't know that this is going to work. Nevertheless. Everybody say, nevertheless. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down one net. And when he let that net down, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if Jesus just all of a sudden created a ball of fish that got into that net. 
I don't know if he just kind of, in, in a way that he only he knows, he called them, and they came out of the deep, and they swam into the net. All I know is Simon's standing there holding that net, and all of a sudden, there's a pull. All of a sudden, there's something happening. All of a sudden, there's a, there's a reaction on the other end of that thing. I'm telling somebody in this place tonight, God's not asking you to get outside the box. He's asking you to do what you've always done. He's just asking you to do it one more time. He's asking you to get involved just a little bit more and watch what God can do with a little bit of faith. Praise God. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. We just lift your hands and love him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The net began to break. There was such an abundance of fish, the net began to break. It began to pull the ship over sideways. The, sh the ship was about to sink. He calls his buddies on the shore. They bring the other boat out. They fill both of the boats up to the point that they were about to sink, praise God. That was an incredible miracle that took place when he just did that one deed. When he said, Lord, I've tried and I've failed. Nevertheless, I'll try one more time. I'm asking somebody in this building tonight, before you totally give up on the idea try God one more time before you totally give up on the idea of living by faith just let a little bit of faith out one more time just praise him one more time worship him one more time sometimes that one time is all it takes to create a miracle my Lord I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody. Lord, I about gave up on this idea. I about ready to get out of the fishing business. No, let down that net one more time. Reach out one more time in prayer. You never know what one little prayer might do. You never know what one night of coming to church and worshiping God might do. Praise God. A few years ago, I, I, Brother Holly was superintendent of Texas at that time. We were pastoring in Wharton, Texas, and he called me one evening, and we were talking. He said, look, we got camp meeting coming up, and I've got a slot open in the afternoon, and I just feel like I'd like for you to fill it. I said, Brother Holly, I, I, I'd be more than happy to listen to anybody you want to put up there. I'll come, and I'll, I'll, I'll clap, and I'll raise my hands, and I'll worship and help anybody else, but I, I really don't want to do that. He said, no, I just feel like that God wants you to come, and God wants you to be there. That was my one and only time I ever preached at Texas camp. But I want you to know what happened that day. I went in there that day, and God had talked to me and gave me a message. And I said, okay, Lord, this is what I'll preach. He gave me a dream about it. Showed me, he showed me in a dream a lady coming from back, way back in the tabernacle, coming down toward the front. And before she ever got there, the Holy Ghost fell on her. And she lifted her hands, began to speak in other tongues. And the minute she fell in the middle of the floor, just weeping and crying and praising God, other people began to come down the aisle and begin to go to the altars and things begin to happen. Folks begin to come and pray and others were praying for them. But that one lady caught my attention. I didn't know who she was. I knew where she, didn't know where she came from. But God showed me in a dream that lady. So it came camp meeting time. And I don't mind telling you, I was nervous as a cat. And I did my level best. I, and, and God told me, he said, look, 
There was a time when a man went to feed his sheep and 99 showed up and he left the 99 and went out looking for the one in the wilderness. He said, Some, sometimes, son, I'm going to let you preach to the 99, but sometimes you're going to be preaching to the one. Sometimes we got to go find that one that's straight away. Sometimes we got to go find that one that made a mistake. Sometimes we got to go find that one. So sometimes God may be sending a message to everybody in the house. Other times God may be looking for one man or one woman that's having trouble and don't know what they need to do. I feel that way tonight. I may be preaching to one, but I'm going to preach to that one. I'm going to reach to that one. God wants to help. God wants to reach out to the knife. If you're here tonight, I want you to know God loves you. Praise God. Anyway, I preached that message that God gave me that day. And when I got to the end of that service, I saw that woman coming. Same one I saw in the dream coming down that aisle. And she was crying and weeping. Tears were just flowing. And she was sobbing. And she got right where I saw it in the dream. And she became so overcome with the Spirit. The love of God just fell on her. She fell down on the floor. And I could see her with her hands up in the air, talking in tongues and praising and worshiping God. A little while later, I saw a man come down. And he got down on his knees next to her. And he began to pray. And a minute, Somebody walked up and laid hands on both of them. And both of them were speaking in tongues. And the power of God got all over them. I'm talking about the glory of God settled on them all over again. We went on and I, I didn't know who they were. Had no idea who they were. My wife and I were at home about six months later and our phone rang. And I heard my wife inside. She said, yeah, he's here. Yeah, let me go get him. And so... She came to the door and said, honey, somebody's on the phone, wants to talk to you. I don't know who it is. So I went to the phone, and this lady was on the phone, and she was weeping and crying. She said, you don't know me, and I don't know you. But we were together one service, and I just want you to understand that one service changed my world. She said, my husband and I were members of a certain church for many years, 25 years, he sat on the board of that church. I was Sunday school teacher. I was Sunday school superintendent. He was, he, was, he was everything he could be. He was an usher. He took up the offering. We mowed the grass. We were involved in everything going on around the church. She said, we, we did everything we were asked to do and a lot of things we were not asked to do. We paid our tithes. We gave in the offering. She said, but we hit a spot a couple of years ago where things began to just kind of unravel. Things were not going good. Our finances were in in a mess and she said we had some things come up we couldn't afford we had to borrow money and we found ourselves in a mess and she said it just went from one thing to another and the next thing you know we have come to a point where we're no longer talking to one another we're no longer praying together we haven't been to the house of God in months now and she said my husband sat down at the table one day and he said you know what I'm not willing to keep going like we're going we don't communicate we don't get along we don't do anything together anymore. We don't pray together. We haven't been to church together. Everything's just going south. We don't, we, the, he said, I don't want to live this way anymore. And she said, we cried and cried and cried. But we got up and went to a lawyer's office. 
we actually sat down and we did a division of our property that day with that lawyer. We'd already got the date set for our divorce to take place. We'd already got everything figured out. We're going to sell the house, divide the money that came out of it. He'd have his truck. I'd have my car. She said we had just given up. And then all of a sudden, my husband said, you know what? When we first got married, we made an agreement one day that if we ever came to this time, before we finalized this, we were going to go to church one more time. And she said that day we came to camp meeting was our one more time. She said everything was gone wrong. She said we sat together on a pew about three feet from one another, but we had told each other, we made an agreement, we'll go one more time. And she said, you came to that pulpit and we didn't know you. We didn't know where you were from. We didn't know anything about you, but you preached our life. You outlined everything about us. And then you told us if we could only give God one more chance, if we'd only give God one more chance, if we'd only give God one more chance, praise God she said that was when I came down that aisle and before I could ever get to the altar I felt the arms of Jesus all around me I fell on the floor and God filled me again with the Holy Ghost my husband came down and repented and we prayed for one another and God filled him with the Holy Ghost she said brother Phillips we haven't missed one service since then we're still living for God we're still going on oh my Lord I I'm telling somebody, sometimes one more time is all you need. One more opportunity for the power of God to break the hold of disappointment. Come on, lift your hands and love God. Lift your hands and love God. Take just a minute and talk to the Lord. Take just a minute and talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling somebody in the building, you've been through a bad season. You've been through a night when nothing went right. You've been through a time when it seemed like all was dark. You've been through a time that all of your efforts have gone backwards and the devil's trying to get you to leave God. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost is saying, let down your nets one more time. Let down your nets one more time. Step out one more time. Your heart may not be all in it, but if you'll just let me get involved in you, one more time, I'll turn the tide. I'll make the difference. I'll turn it around in Jesus' name. Let me, I, I wrote a few things down. Let me read you a few things. I'm going to close in this to me, and we're going to ask somebody to come to the instruments. I'm not going very far tonight. I didn't come to stay very far tonight. The Lord told Simon, he said, Simon, Simon said, Lord, I, I don't know what you're doing with me. I had so much doubt. I had so much uncertainty. I didn't want to obey you. I didn't want to do what you said, but now I see how you're blessed. And the Lord said, Simon, I'm about to make you a fisher of men. You've been doing the right thing just on the wrong dimension. I'm about to change the dimension you're working in. I'm about to bless you in ways you didn't understand. You know what comes out of these kind of services sometimes? God puts a brand new ministry in your life. God opens a brand new anointing in your life. 
God opens something out and pours it out on your life. You didn't dream about it. I'm telling somebody, in the name of Jesus Christ, God's got an incredible outpouring of the love of God and the power of God ready for your life. All you got to do is say, I'll do it one more time. I'll praise you one more time. I'll go to that altar one more time. I'll let you get involved with me one more time. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let me read you this. I'm not really in it. Nevertheless, I'll obey you. I'm a failure, but nevertheless, I'll do what you said. I'm empty and just trying to get clean, but nevertheless, I'll obey you. I don't understand it all. Nevertheless, I'll come along. I'm in a bad season. Nevertheless, I'll do what you said to do. I'm disappointed. Oh, my Lord. I'm disappointed. It hadn't gone the way I thought. It hadn't gone the way I wanted it to be. Nevertheless, I will be obedient. I'm disappointed. Oh, my Lord. Somebody say that. I'm disappointed. But I'll be obedient. I'm disappointed, but I'll obey you. I'm disappointed, but I'll let my net down one more time. Hallelujah. I'm doing everything right, and it's still not working. Nevertheless, Jesus' name, let's stand all over the building. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. God dealt with me about this the other night. How you talked to my heart about this service. And he said, son, there's a man going to be there tonight, and he's tried and tried and tried, done his best, and things just hadn't gone the way he thought it would. And the devil's talked to him about throwing in the nets, just throwing everything away, just getting rid of it all, just letting it all go by. But if he just obey me one more time, if he just allow me one more time, to get involved in him. Simon was going to be the head apostle. He was going to be the man with the keys to the kingdom. Simon was going to be the man that would preach the first message at Pentecost. He would be there when, when the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost. He would be there when the Samaritans received the Holy Ghost. He would be ahead of, of, the, of, the, of the main apostles of the church. Simon was a man but was in a bad season. He was in a bad hour. He was in a bad moment. And Jesus said, let down your net, Simon. And, and he said, I, I, I'm not going to let them all out, but I will let one. I'm asking somebody tonight, let down one more net. Step out one more time. Step into God one more time. Allow the Holy Ghost to work in your life one more time. Young person, don't give up on God. There's a world ahead of you. There's incredible, incredible things ahead of you that you can't see. The devil's tried to get you to throw it all in. Just forget about it. Hadn't turned out the way you thought it would. Hadn't gone the way you wanted it to. Disappointment has caused you to stay away from the house of God at times. But I'm telling somebody tonight in the name of Jesus, let down one more net. Let down one more net. Let down one more net. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. Let down one. I don't care what your position is in this church. You may be, you may be the head usher. You may be the Sunday school superintendent. I don't know what you are. Disappointment, don't pick and choose. You might have been on the board here for 40 years. But I'm telling you, there's times when disappointment can rob you of your faith and rob you of your, your walk with God. I'm saying one more time. One more time, lift those hands. One more time, walk down that aisle. One more time, allow God. Oh, Lord, 
It hadn't worked out the way I wanted it to with my children, but I'll obey you one more time. My marriage is not necessarily like I like it, but I'll praise you one more time. Money, money problems have hounded us for years, but I'll praise you again. Oh, in the name of Jesus, somebody hear me, hear me, hear me. There's a move of God that will break all your nets. There's a move of God that will almost sink your boat. I'm just telling somebody in the house of God, God's got blessings he wants to pour out, but you got to break that power of disappointment. you got to allow the God of heaven to move in your life. One more time. One more time. Come and lift up your hands and look at the Lord and say, nevertheless. You don't know what that does to the heart of God. I failed, nevertheless. It hadn't gone the way I wanted to, nevertheless. It hadn't been the way I thought it would be, nevertheless. I'm telling somebody, God's got an incredible outpouring of His Spirit ready for you. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. God, I'm going to walk down there one more time. I'm going to come down and I'm going to open my mouth one more time. And I'm going to talk to you. I don't know why you hadn't answered my prayer the way I wanted it to. I don't know why you hadn't poured it out the way I wanted it to, but I'm going to give you another opportunity. I will obey your word. Everybody stand all over the building in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost break 